The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. I, to the fucking, love Christmas. You know, I'm almost glad that it's already Christmas Eve and I don't have to hear you say that a baker's dozen time of the day anymore. Then all your presents wrapped for Christmas there, good buddies? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's tradition, so, yeah. Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we try and find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. I'm Chris, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Brian. Hi. And John. I, I'm, I'm still John. And uh, with us for the first time are Holly. Hey. It's me, Holly. And Scarlett. It's me, Scarlett. From the Netflixmas podcast. How is everyone doing as summer approaches? I'm so depressed. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) I cried a lot today, but I'm drinking water, so I'm fine. (laughs) To like reverse seasonal, uh, what is it? Seasonal effective? Like when it gets too dark in winter. Like what's. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> it is also um it's been raining in austin for the past like two weeks it'll continue oh. for the next 10 days so uh, it's nice. been a little so, yeah, a, little, a little bit of that I've been, I've been doubling up on my vitamin d i'll tell you that much yeah you have <laughs> <laughs> tripling up yeah baby <laughs> guys are getting all the nasty weather down there because you guys had the uh the bad winter storm shitty winter storms too yeah boy i couldn't i had to i had to flush my toilet with um with icicle water for like a week (laughs) (laughs) no yeah like what i did because like our water wasn't running and our, our heat was you know not also not on so we'd have to like go outside gather like snow in buckets and like have it melt and then flush our toilet with the melted like snow and icicle water. That's some real yeah. pioneer shit right there. Yeah, because our our houses down here aren't insulated for freezing. Oh yeah, not at all. Okay, so since I lived in Wisconsin, I know how to like drip my pipes. No mm. one knew how to do that, and I was like, "Your outside hose is fucked. Mine's not." So <laughs> uh-huh. it's that good Northwoods education. Mm-hmm. Prepares you for that shit. That is, that is the wrong region of Wisconsin, sir. As a person who grew up in the true Northwoods. Well, they yes. From, she lived in central Wisconsin, which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Even by Wisconsin standards, we prefer not to talk about central Wisconsin. <laughs> I, lived, I lived in the next town over from the Car Valley factory. Car Valley Cheese Factory. Oh, for the oh. cheese. Oh, yeah. The, the first, the, my first love, my first love, my first lover, the first fellow that I fell in love with, we didn't have sex, but we were lovers, um, <laughs> was from Nina, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. That's near where I was. Okay, cool. He was a nice, very tall man. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the best you can hope for from, yeah. from, up, from up here. Did he like to talk about paper a lot? Because... Paper and sewer covers, Nina's two major a- exports. Well, he's an artist who likes to draw and paint on paper. Does that count? <laughs> Probably related. Yeah, Probably related. Yeah. paper. Yeah. So I had to do something with it. My ex was in prison near there. <laughs> Whoa, oh my God. Oh my God, you're telling this story. It's, oh man, this yeah. is going to take a half an hour to do. He's released. 
Oh, that's not a good I think I've driven by that prison. <laughs> the one by Oshkosh? Great looking prison. No, I think it was probably the one. It was the federal prison, so it was probably the one by Mostyn. Okay. Oh. Well, we all live. Hey, you know what? Small world, right? Yeah. Small world. Small world. <laughs> Cheers to that. That's my first wise man. There we go. <laughs> oh, shit. I have soju. <laughs> look at me being Asian. <laughs> I have soju next to me. No, Holly, they can't look at you. You're on a podcast. For the last time, it's audio. Audio. They can only hear you. Well, the guy, the guys can see me. <laughs> yeah. We can appreciate it. We can appreciate yeah. it. As she takes the green, clearish bottle. <laughs> now it's a telenovela. <laughs> or radio novel? Um, I don't know, man. I know. It's I'm uh, young and hip. Radio theater, whatever the hell that is. Some like Orson, Orson Welles shit. Yeah. Wells. Yeah. There we go. Well, we got to be careful with that, especially with all this UFO talk going on right now. We're going to trip up War of the Worlds. Or smells? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are there, I mean, is there sure. UFOs? Are there UFOs? Oh yeah. Like the Pentagon. Like every other day is like, yeah, no, UFOs are real. They're all. John has a theory about this, but then we're getting into Joe Rogan territory, and we got to be very Mm-mm. careful. We can't with towing that line. Joe Rogan already lives. <laughs> Joe Rogan here. sucks, but <laughs> Joe Rogan fucking lives here, and he's ruining Austin comedy. Oh, does he live in Austin? Yes. I didn't know that. That's gross. No, like they're all like the douchiest celebrities are now moving here and it's a whole thing and it's like honestly i'll keep zachary levi i'll keep him in my pocket oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, he's in austin texas yeah he lives in bastrop which is like right outside austin and he goes to a gym and he owns a farm <sighs> you also have griffin mcelroy down there i know i've been oh. <laughs> but yes i've thought about several times what i'd say to griffin mcelroy if i ever saw him in the streets of austin and it would just be this hello sir i love your brain have a nice day just leave. <laughs> I used to live right by Rooster Teeth. Oh, that's a throwback. <laughs> and uh, the the Robert Rodriguez studio. Oh uh, yeah. Tombstone. Um, oh no, it's like something. Well, uh, that's gonna bug me. Oh boy, I can't remember what that is either. Come on, cinema nerd. <laughs> I know, right? You being nerdy about cinema. Pull your weight in the trivia. Carry us like you always do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'll get it. I'll get into the narrating. If you can't tell, we're very excited to discuss today's episode. We've been trying to make this we're work a for a couple months. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about a Letter Kenny Christmas Three Wise Men, which is the seventh episode of Letter Kenny's fifth season. It originally aired on November twenty third, two thousand and eighteen, and is available on Hulu if you'd like to watch it for yourself. But if you haven't had a chance, here's a little bit of what happened. The Hicks are hosting a Christmas party, and everyone's invited. While the guests try and pace themselves for the Three Wise Men toast at midnight, Wayne plays Santa and hands out gifts with help from Bonnie McMurray. As oh, Wayne gets Bonnie to McMurray. gifting, Katie <laughs> leads the other guests on various discussions about different Christmas movies. Once Wayne has handed out all his gifts and a picture with everyone, it's time for the toast. And after giving a moving speech about the meaning of Christmas, Wayne and the rest of the crew down their shots and get to spitting. So, Letterkenny is a show I know my co-host and I love. We often reference it on our podcast. But Holly and Scarlett, what drew you guys to this show? We also reference it a lot in our podcast. 
We did the, what is it, El Camino Christmas, and Katie was in it, and we were just like, oh. I, awful. I just want to watch Letterkenny, like, fuck yeah. this movie, <laughs> El Camino <laughs> Christmas, just want to watch it for Katie. But uh, a friend of mine, uh, she does, like, a lot of comedy album reviews, and she has, like, a comedy website for, like, Austin and Houston, and she loves Letterkenny. She fucking loves Letterkenny. So I like broke down. I was like, I guess I'll watch it. And then I was like, oh shit, this is fun. So I made so my husband good. watch it. And it reminded me a lot of like my time in Wisconsin because I lived in the country. Like across the road from me were donkeys. Like I lived in the country. So that got me into it. And uh, also that friend, that same friend, she interviewed Kay Trevor Wilson. Hell yeah. Nice. Really did. Yeah, I just had some weird neighbors who would constantly make references to it. And they're like, it's like eastbound and down. And I'm like, I don't like that. And then. <laughs> no. And then I got into it anyway. And it's just so dense. I love, I love dialogue that is just so densely packed with just like bits and jokes. And like, it's so layered. And like, you can watch any episode like three separate times and get an entirely new set of jokes each time. And I love that shit. That's, my, that's up my alley. It is super dense. I was just taking notes in preparation for talking about it and watching the episode. I like it probably took me like 10 to 15 minutes to watch the first five minutes just because I was pausing it so much because it is like the cold open, especially when they're just talking and getting ready for the party to begin. There's so much happening in there. Oh, yeah. And uh, and it's funny because they did because they set up so many things. I love it that they have. They set up so many things and it pays off and it pays off and it pays off. Like there are so many different running gags throughout that keep paying off. Like spitting is one of them, of course. Wait until midnight. Don't fuck with tradition. Best Christmas party ever. Oh my God. Oh yeah. And so also in the very beginning when they open up the box, I'm sorry, I'm just monologuing. Oh, go, yeah, no, go, yeah. go, go. <laughs> but they open up the box and they're like, these are like liqueurs that we only bring around during Christmas because- who wants to drink them anyway? Otherwise. And they're from like the second season too. Oh my like, God. They had, that's a callback to like, they were like the beer store closed and they were like, all we have are these three things. Oh shit. <laughs> like sour apple pucker, a warm yeah. beer and like blue curacao or something like that. Yeah. Isn't that a callback too, to the super soft birthday episode when they, uh, Katie had the hockey players go out and pick up a bunch of liquor. I think you're right. Well, and that's, I mean, I think there's a lot that ties back to that, that birthday episode. I mean, the don't fucks with tradition. I mean, that's like, that is right there at the beginning. And then five seasons later, like being the main focus of this episode is just any other show can't do callbacks the way this show does callbacks and still make it feel fresh. I love how the characters are like uniquely themselves. Like they're, they're so good at playing their character it's the idealized version of growing up in like a super rural area because like you were saying about wisconsin i'm from a town that's like smaller than Letterkenny, about an hour away from civilization and there's like a weird moment in your like late 20s where you just all like even though you were part of like very wildly disparate cliques when you're going to a townie bar you're just like all intermixed and like Letterkenny's like the idealized version where everyone's a great hang and instead of being sad that someone's addicted to heroin, you're like, it's actually, they're funny. Look at, <laughs> look at this bit of them kissing under the mistletoe. Uh, <laughs> like, everyone's like a sick hang, and like, no one's like, the hicks aren't racist. It's like the idealized version of being from like rural. I'm from close enough to Ontario to be like the, that area, like the idealized version of it. 
You just need a professor's Patricia's. <laughs> That's all rural Wisconsin. What a great means. women's studies professor at UW Marinette. That was a pr- professor Patricia's. Did not have the same experience as Squirrely Dan. Nothing went oh. up my butt, but she was a very good, very good teacher. That wasn't Professor Patricia's, though, wasn't it? Wait, isn't it? Oh, that was his girlfriend. His I thought that his girlfriend, girlfriend was Professor yeah. Patricia's. No, 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 no. That's the Mennonite, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. No, and then there was no, the Asian girl. The finger up my butt's hole girl is a different girl. Oh, not not Mennonite. Yeah. She I'm trying played, to avoid getting wait. canceled and I don't know how to do that effectively. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the one who plays his girlfriend that puts his uh She's Asian, that's why I remember. Yes, there we go. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. She's uh she plays a character in the show The Expanse, which is another great show you should all check out. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I don't like That's what you have to do with Brian and Chris. Don't let them bully you into watching bad sci fi shows. Any anything that's just like stuff goes wrong in space, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm a, I don't. Like, it's I don't... not stuff goes wrong. Okay. Nope. You know what? We'll talk about this later. <laughs> this is about Letterkenny. Is it? Does it take place in space? Yes or no? Amongst various other locations in the <laughs> Do galaxy. Do things go wrong while they're in the space? I mean, it's like Apollo thirteen, or it's not like a. It's not like a, cr- a crutch of the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, then what's the show about, Brian? If nothing goes wrong. <laughs> It's about geopolitical struggle between three... Po- I don't want to get into this. Let her go. Sounds like stuff went wrong. <laughs> Letterkenny. <laughs> I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something legitimate with Letterkenny real quick, right? And it's this whole episode uh, about a lot of things, but one of which is Wayne giving presents to all these people. I think the hockey players got the best most sentimental gift out of anybody. And I know Gail got a picture of Cousin Eddie, but that was <laughs> almost Eddie. ruined by Gail being Gail. And by ruined, I mean uh, uh, absolutely wonderful because Gail's <laughs> one of the best characters in the show. <laughs> She's a feminist icon. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, like the fact that she makes me feel uncomfortable and makes me proud to be a woman. <laughs> oh, I love her so much. The only parts of Letterkenny my girlfriend's like likes are... Gail and Katie. Your girlfriends? Are you Polly? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just doing the squirrely Dan thing. Yeah. My girlfriends. Girl, oh, did I? Am I stuck in squirrely Dan mode? I was like burping on. I was burping on some beer, and then I squirrely Danned. <laughs> oh, oh, there's there's no girlfriends here. Please don't get me murdered that way. <laughs> I, I want to live. <laughs> so I I I have a question. So out of Hicks skids jocks and i think that's it what would all of you be oh i was very much a glenn. skid as a as a little baby in the north woods did you just say glenn brian <laughs> i did say <laughs> glenn. Was a glenn. <laughs> i was pretty glenn like yeah blown on that didgeridoo <laughs> it's got great lips for digging uh, i don't know i mean i don't know john what was i you tell me Glenn, literally more than more than Brian. Uh, wow, Brian was a hockey player. Yeah, that. I almost wanted that. to say Brian was Shorzy, but then I was almost like you were a little Shorzy. <laughs> I, I think oh, I... John's a cross between Shorzy and a skid. Yeah, that's that's probably yeah. the right spot. <laughs> yeah, me and Tony talked about this. Who was our other roommate in college, and we decided after many hours of debate that we were definitively skids. 
because like we were the only people in our area, especially when we started college, where it's like we are aware of what drugs are, <laughs> and this is how to do them. <laughs> and like, because we had, like in, came into the private liberal arts Catholic college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I would be I would be Stuart, but without Stuart. the addiction aspect okay. of it that's good, that's good. Yeah. you know i would be hot steward which he's hot in this episode oh my god <laughs> oh those muscles oh the rippling oh oh my god and those gigantic teeth that they're like gonna like bite me at any moment yes thank you i want more teeth if you can implant more teeth into your head i would be just constantly wet <laughs> I think one of the things I appreciated because I've seen this episode multiple times, but there is one point where I think it is Gail, which I had never noticed before, is like touching his hair and is like, "Nice weave." That's <laughs> <laughs> so the part where Gail was uh, playing with Squirrely Dan's beard and Coach's hair. Yeah. Near the end, that was pretty fun. My husband pointed that out. He's like, oh my God, Gail's touching his beard. I was like, what? I was like, hell yeah, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, who do you think of the Letterkenny crew has she not slept with is like a better question. Wayne. I think she's tried to sleep with everybody, but yeah, I don't think she slept with Wayne. I bet she fooled around with Katie though. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Katie yeah. goes on a warpath, you know? Oh, Katie does yeah. go on a warpath. Yeah. Oh, so good. Y-E-W. <laughs> yep. Cool. Oh, but yeah. I, oof, hot Stewart. I'm a thousand percent here for it. Also because, like, I don't know. I was a teenager during the, like, emo era. <laughs> that just that gets me. Gets me. I'm sorry. And the overalls only make it hotter. <laughs> I liked hot club Stewart. Yeah! Season, season, season eight, Stewart. Vigilante. Vigilante Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Ripped, always going to the gym, Stewart. I like dumb jocks, though. Mm. Wait, so do you like the um the, the the hockey boys? I would for sure bang them. Either of them? Yeah, they come to, they're a pair. They come together. <laughs> like, that, is, that is true. I mean, like, you, you, that's, a, that's a package deal. Would you bang them no. separately? Obviously. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I would only do the package deal. I don't know if I do separates, unless it was the one guy. So okay, so the the blonde one, what's his name? He was in uh, Disney's The Descendants, which is a Disney Channel original musical series about the sons and daughters of Disney villains. He plays the son of Gaston. Who baby, he pulls it off real well. I would sleep with him <laughs> oh, as the son of familiar. Gaston. He's also in the new Mighty Ducks. That's he's right. in yeah. the new Mighty Ducks. Yes. He's great. Villainous coach. You know? Which is, which I imagine, is generally I, I, not good. <laughs> it also has a favorite of the podcast, Lady from Gilmore Girls. Y- yes. Who's a pedophile? John, John thinks that Lorelai Gilmore is a pedophile, but that, had, that's a whole other discussion. She had a lot a of chemistry with her, with, the, with her daughter's boyfriend. Way too much chemistry. Mm-hmm. Way too much. John makes that a pretty fine argument for that. I recommend that you all listen to our. Uh, inaugural episode of Yuletide TV to hear it. Because I decided, what if I just made sure no one listened to this again? <laughs> <laughs> Go back, re-listen to it. Get me canceled. 
I wanted to go back. Brian, you were talking about the best gift, which I think you're right. I think I think the hockey players get the best gift. But they get so kind of teary-eyed. And I was just sitting there eating my stupid BLT for dinner. Like, oh, my God. What? I think, here's what I think. Is I think it was an olive branch. Because, like, he has shot on them so, so much. But they've really, like, they, like, bucked up. They pulled themselves up by their fucking bootstraps. They, like, did the damn thing. They won the damn thing. And, like, I think this is him just being like, hey, I, I see y'all's personal growth. I actually think that he's got a lot, uh, a li- not a lot, I should say, a little bit of secret admiration for the hockey players after the Absolutely. first season. Like you said, they picked themselves up. But if uh, you go back to the Valentine's Day episode where he's talking with Stuart about the best fighters in hockey and who he respects in hockey the most, I think I think that's where the uh, the, the tie-in is. I think it's where he's got a little bit of that secret admiration. And he shows it to him in this episode. And it's very sweet and touching. You know, and then he gives Coach a fucking log. He doesn't want him to die. Coach is a sad, (laughs) sad boy. He is a sad, sad man. (laughs) I remember when my wife Barb and I saw the Grand Canyon. And he's like, (laughs) our love making is like the lapping waves of the ocean. Whoopap. Whoopap. And I'm just like, That was very good. Oh, no. (laughs) Me and Brian were discussing the merits of this bit. And I'm like, I don't know that it's as funny as uncomfy. I disagree. I, I love his bit, especially in the last season, where they were he would just get so sad and reminiscent during beer league hockey. <laughs> My wife grabs some olive oil up. And he would just go into these explicit encounters just to see the hockey players' faces just drop. Like, she's a coach, no... Well, that's why, I mean, this one works so well, too, because you got Wayne just going like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh well, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm, that's what it's, that, that's what it's uh, for, yep, uh-huh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I do think, like, I, I think that the hockey players got the best gift, but I think Coach had the best segment out of any character. I mean, I was laughing so hard. I would argue uh, with the Glenn. I think Glenn straight up improvised everything that he said. There's no way he scripted any of that shit. Like, I can imagine that just, like, Wayne on the other side of the camera is just like, fuck. <laughs> Who? Glenn's the director, man. He knows He knows what he has, and he's selling it. Yeah. He's doing his damn thing. Yeah. And I think it's when he was going off on his own, uh, like Scarlett was talking about, which was improvised. And I don't think Jared Kesso was waiting for it because I felt like you could see him start to break just like a little bit. Just like, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. This is a great take. I can't lose Do you want to sing a psalm we'll together? Psalm <laughs> really got me. <laughs> for a bottle episode, this was a good bottle episode. You're right. Yeah, it was a bottle episode. Bottle episode. Yeah, and I think even on top of that, that this is an episode that is it is a good continuation of the Letterkenny story. You get the like the hockey gift that we talked about, uh, but you could also drop into this episode no problem and enjoy it, follow it, um, because I mean you saw it, like usually in my summaries I have a really hard time summarizing the episode. This I'm just like, well, this is very simple. It's just a bunch of people at a Christmas party. One guy hands them gifts. They take shots at the end, and like. And that's kind of the nice thing about Letterkenny in general is that it's it's simple, but that's why it works so well. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Here's here's something fun. Is I uh, I love Community, the the TV show Community as well. And yeah, yeah. man, Abed said something 
of course, amazing about television in general. He's like, like he's a god. He's a he's he's like TV should be effortless. You shouldn't be trying to do anything. You shouldn't be trying to be anything. You should just like have something that you love and do it. Which I thought was a nice way to approach TV in general. Anyway, that was very that's that was very anticlimactic of a lot. That's certainly what the creators of Oz felt when they started that HBO series. <laughs> Effortless. Effortless. But I know that's what the writing of Dick Fight Island Island was all about. Just yeah, <laughs> keep it easy. Just keep it light. Keep it fun. You know, don't try to create. Just create. <laughs> so I do want to talk about something about this episode, um, which is. Uh, uh, you came to the right place. There it is. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, Stuart. <laughs> kissed sorry roll rolled kissed Stuart. and it was like very it was very quick it was very casually but he like Stuart's just like nah, Mary, like like because he kind of like like snuck up on it oh yeah rolled ended up being the one to drink all of that gross liquor that we had mentioned yeah <laughs> and like you saw like a different bottle of each one in his hand and you know he had downed all of them <laughs> but like did like a little like lean to and then fall sort of kiss for like Stuart. it was a peck but like Stuart didn't seem to super duper mind it. Do you think that they've ever hooked up before or since? Like in actuality. They do a lot of drugs. They do a lot of drugs. <laughs> so I, they've had to have hooked up. I don't know if they've hooked up per se, but yeah, made out probably a little bit, sure. Well there there's a whole episode about how Roald saw Stuart's horn. <laughs> yeah, Stuart's horn. It's a whole ass episode about it and how it fucked Rolled up. It made Rolled gay. Looked like a tall can of Monster Energy drink. (laughs) (laughs) We all have that. A powerful hog, and that's and good for him. Good for him. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. Good for him. I I don't know. I feel like they would, in theory, make a very good couple, but like I don't know. I think Stewart denies a lot of his own gay tendencies, in my opinion. You, okay, this is going to be a weird tangent, but do you know every now and then I get this weird, like, you know who Stuart and Rold remind me of? Brian and Chris. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I was going to say Smither, Smithers and Mr. Burns. No, Ooh. no, it's from Justified. It's Walter Goggins and Dewey Crow. Oh. Hell yeah. That's I a reference for me. More Thanks, Justified. Brian. I take back all. I take back everything mean I said about you. Now we can talk about justified. Every now then, when you said justified, I thought of Victorious, <laughs> which is the Nickelodeon show. Oh my god! Victoria no. Justice, Timothy and Walter Goggins. I will say that, like, I think that raises like a, an interesting point about the one problem I sometimes have with Letter Kenny, and that is that sometimes it feels like it likes to have its cake and eat it too. Because there's an episode after this that is also kind of a bottle episode where they're all at the bar talking about porn. And they get to a point where, like, Rold is there and he wants to talk about gay porn, and they totally shut him down. And I just, like, think it's, like, it just felt a little mean-spirited, especially when the show, like, after I watched this episode, I had some time to kill, so I went back and watched the first episode this season, which is where the, the, gay, the gay hockey players get married, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, they treat episode. it like it's no big deal, and, you know, everyone's there, and they're having a good time, and whatever, and then I feel like sometimes they, like, especially with the gay stuff, it seems like they, like, try and be like, hey, it's fine, 
don't worry about it. But it's also a little bit like, just don't bring it around me a little bit. I think part of it is like they like shitting on Rold because he's the scapegoat and everything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because Katie's gay. Yeah, true. Who is? Katie. She's bi. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. She has sex with the, the show's most attractive female, Mrs. McMurray. <laughs> Mrs. McMurray, yeah. <laughs> Winona Earp. Yeah, it's. Oh, my God. She's. Is she? Earp. She's. Yeah. You're welcome. God, we're learning so much tonight. Oh my god, I thought I had Googled everything about this show so far and I learned something new. I love that. I love it. Yeah, that's why she was out, I think it was like season seven, six or seven. She was filming Winona Earp. Hmm. Can I ask a question too about the main focus of this episode? Because it was one thing that was bugging me is they do, the whole point of this episode is to get to the three wise men shot, which they describe as... American whiskey, Irish whiskey, Canadian rye whiskey. Is that a regional thing? Is the Three Wise Men different in different places? Because I feel like I have heard it as like Jack Daniels, Jose Cuervo, and like Tennessee Williams, maybe. That's certainly the Wisconsin version. It's Jack, Jim, and Jose for the version that I've done is Jack, Jim, and Jose. Jack, Jim, and Jose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is it Jose Cuervo a tequila? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be like it's supposed to be like a three different liquors, like a, a whiskey, a tequila, and then like a locker gin or something, or rum. Well, it's about yeah. I mean, Captain Morgan would work, but it's about shots named. It's called the Three Wise Men because it's uh, booze named after dudes. <gasps> oh yeah. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. Now I'm on board. Have you guys done it. Three Wise Men? Like, not since college. Yeah, not since I was in college. Right. There's also been different iterations of the Three Wise Men. I remember when I was faced, uh, when I was looking down the barrel of that gun, um, <laughs> I did I did the three shots, and then somebody was like, oh, yeah, Curran just did the Three Wise Men. And the person that they had mentioned it to said that what you do is you take Jim, Jack, and Jose, or uh, whatever the three oh, are, and you yeah. put it into one shot. Huh? Yeah, Johnny, Jack, and Jim. Yeah. Johnny Walker, yeah. Jack Daniels, and Jim Beam. Okay. Is one. I think we're just cheap, right. so that Johnny Walker gets moved aside <laughs> for another Johnny royal liquor. We used to do bear fights in college, which is a vodka Red Bull shot, okay, and then an Irish car bomb immediately after. Oh, Jesus. oh God. you're just down the. <laughs> oh, I, I taught a friend of ours in college who I would describe as just a problem of a human. What a thirty <laughs> fire is, which is. Uh, Tabasco sauce and vodka. And then that like became like Prairie the fire. one he yeah. was like a very sheltered kid from Chicago and was like the became like the one shot he knew for a while. So he'd be like, Oh, like, let's go do shots and then it would be like I'd be like, This is usually a pleasant experience, but what he knew how to get was a prairie fire. Yeah. And he would just keep getting prairie fires. <laughs> and then he then I taught too. him a dead Nazi, which is equally terrible because I just hate yeah, myself. I did that. But I wanted I to teach that. Kenny things wrong as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when uh, in when I lived in my little village of 800 people in Wisconsin, they did not call topping Tabasco off of a shot a prairie fire. They would call it something very derogatory, and it made me so uncomfortable being like the only not white person in there. And I was like, I can't, I can't say this. Like I, like I said, the Hicks of Letterkenny are the idealized version of the reality <laughs> of Hicks. Uh, yeah. But, 
that is nice. That's how I also feel about a show that you guys will never watch, and I will challenge you on this, called Heart of Dixie. And uh Rachel Bilson, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's a very idealized, like like small southern town, you know. They all wear it's like Doc Hollywood, but for women. I love it. <laughs> so much it's so, I'm gonna yeah. watch that right after I watch uh, Wind River Virgin River Virgin River thank oh, you oh fuck Virgin River do not watch that fucking garbage that rip off that fucking rip off fine I'm just gonna go back to watching reruns of Westwood <laughs> But, okay, no, no okay. not Westwood. <laughs> Fuck Everwood. Jesus. <laughs> I would also know this though is Virgin River came out after Heart of Dixie. Exact same plot except she's in Virginia. Also, the Doctor. Wait, where's Heart of Dixie take place? In Alabama. Dixieland, <laughs> okay. Brian. In Bluebell, Alabama. <laughs> right in the heart of Dixie, Brian. Get your shit together. In both shows, it's I don't watch a lot of Confederate stuff. It's a pun. <laughs> but in both shows, there is a doc, a curmudgeonly doctor who doesn't want like the new girl in town and thinks she's too city like. And he's played by the same actor in both shows. Oh jeez. <laughs> Virgin River was based off of a book, like a romance novel. Yeah. Okay. Series. So an important. <laughs> I like that we keep uh, mentioning books because an important running gag of the show is that I can't read. And that's really not a gag. So we're just we're just filling you in on the canon. Yeah, this is helpful uh, for me. <laughs> Thank you guys for the service. John went to college oh. for being a playwright, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily for you, Dick Fight Island is mostly pictures. Oh, perfect. <laughs> What's a manga? <laughs> Oh. I can finally feel included into all the John, you can finally put that series. semester of Japanese to the test. <laughs> Me and Chris took Japanese. How much do we remember? What's a Japanese word for nothing? Arigato gozaimasu. Yeah. <laughs> Arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> good. good way to mumble through that one, Chris. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> about it. Anything else that we didn't get to that we should talk about? I know, again, Holly and Scarlett, you guys kind of brought this episode to our attention. I mean, this had been on our minds for a while to do, but we we're excited to be able to find people equally enthusiastic about Letter Kenny to do it with. Yeah, Letter Kenny. We, we liked it a lot. I've seen it a lot. Oh, Jared Kisa is so fucking hot. That actually <laughs> brings me to a quick question I want to ask. I think this is the most amount of people i've had in front of me to talk about letter kenny typically it's just like my friend john and i or it's uh, uh john here and chris here it's never five four oh not your four. friend john here <laughs> oh. your enemy john yeah. oh <laughs> everybody need... oh hold on a second i think uh what's the quote character is defined by your enemies <laughs> anyway my enemies are terrible people who 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 is the hottest person on Letterkenny? Because I get Katie. a lot of different answers from this, right? I think maybe person Mrs. McMurray is too because singular. She's terrified yeah, because John said Mrs. Attractive. McMurray. Other John person that I know says Bonnie McMurray. Just want just want to kind of it's 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 Mrs. McMurray or Tannis, and it's not. Brian really doesn't think Bonnie McMurray is attractive, and I think I don't is a think crazy she's most person. attractive. <laughs> She's a tr- I don't think they're she's all the attractive. attractive. She's a baby. Yeah, they're I mean, on a television show. Okay, so yeah. Letter Kenny has like a good 
a lot of people that I would bang. But <laughs> um, so what's her name? The one that I really, really hate, um, the French one. Oh, oh she's the worst though. Marie, Marie she's super hot, but I'm mad at her. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then um, what's his face's other girlfriend, Gail's cousin? She's pretty hot. Oh yeah, Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. Oh, what an angel. Um, I, I really like the thought of like Kate Trevor Wilson like hugging me, Squirrely Dan. Like I just want to like. <laughs> No finger in the bum, but like cuddle with him. But Jared Keyes was definitely the hottest one on the show. Headlining, headlining the whole show. Also, I I think we need to give Tannis a shout out. No, like, no, I was about to say if if I were to realistically bang anybody in the show, it would a thousand percent be Tannis. <laughs> we oh, man, then she'd cook after for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think I think our energy would really match in that way. I'd be really into it. I want to stroke her hair. Janice <laughs> <laughs> is pretty. Chris, you're about to get married. What's your pick? <laughs> <laughs> I've made some comments. I've made some comments. <laughs> I what? just got married and I'm like, I would bang Acknowledging answers out there, but not saying on the spot now. I mean, I think it was said initially. I mean, I think Katie is like, from the male perspective, the straight uh-huh. male perspective, which we have enough of that. Also to straight go, female Three white guys. But, uh-huh. Yeah, three white guys. That's our brand, three white guys. But, uh... <laughs> oh my God, yeah. can that be the name of the episode? The three white guys? <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we have to talk about anything potentially sensitive, we just yell it to try to absolve ourselves. You, like, you can literally hear know. us we don't know. backing away from the microphone. <laughs> don't come after us, please. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. But no, Katie is super gorgeous. I feel like I would break her, though. You know? Yeah, she is oh, a little... I don't think so. Come on. <laughs> oh. I like them thick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like me a I like me I like me a sturdy gal. I'm not gonna lie, I like I like I like this. I, if 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 something's too tiny, then I like I just I've got I've got big lady hands. I don't know if you can see, but I would just like. <laughs> what are you? You? What are you squeezing? I just start like an invisible tiny woman. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what? is that a waste or is that... I don't know. It's like, a, okay. like most are you doing of them. A, are you doing doing a strangle? <laughs> what if I actually strangle them to death? Yes, it's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> what if they can't say the safe word and they don't? We didn't settle on a hand signal, and I just keep strangling. <laughs> I have a wandering chokehold. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> That can go from fun to serious real quick. Right in the right in the Homer Simpson choke version. Oh yeah, but also I said this earlier, but Stuart, a thousand percent, I would bang. Yeah. Vigilante Stuart. Well, well said. I do feel bad that the other two skids, the tall guys who don't speak, never get to go to the parties or bar. They're just like trapped uh, in the basement playing Mario Mario Party and just. I think that's where they want to be, though. It's not a bad life, yeah. No. If that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope they're happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if they got meth, they're pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let us bring it home with our final judgments of this episode. Are we going to call this a Christmas classic, a pair of socks, or a lump of coal? And uh, I'll have Brian or John start just to not catch anyone off guard. Uh, this is this is a Christmas classic because it's Letter Kenny, and we usually watch things that aren't as good. <laughs> so I would be I've given a lot of stuff that I wasn't as high on the Christmas classic. And I don't I don't feel like lying to people. I don't really need to justify it that much. It's funny. We I don't think we said one bad thing for forty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Brian? Christmas classic. I mean, come on. To me too, the the effortlessness of this episode to me makes it the wet hot American summer of Christmas television in Canada. <laughs> it just comes together. You can tell they're all having a blast. It's just a good time. But can you undercut Jane in here? The, the, what the Starship what? or the Jefferson Starship song? The theme from Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> we got there. We got there. Minor music cues. We don't have the licensing for that. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> we do. John, top 123 television podcasts on Apple Music. Do we do we rank them? Yeah, Scarlett, Scarlett or Holly, you guys, whoever wants to go. I think Christmas uh, classic. It's so fun. Well, I guys, I heard a rumor. I don't know if you guys heard about this rumor, yeah. but um, it's uh, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. well, something that yeah. might be the best Christmas. It's Christmas uh, uh, special ever. Best Christmas special ever. I yeah, think I might have been hearing that. I've heard a few people saying that. I thought we were gonna do that more throughout this episode. Yeah. It's really a missed opportunity in hindsight. Well, you know. I've just heard this might have been, uh, you know, just a little something about a uh, best Christmas crossover. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. Might have been, been here in this. Might have been here. That's summer. Well, Bernie told me. Yeah, I will concur with everyone. Christmas classic, hands down. Funny. It's got a little couple of heartfelt moments. Lots of Christmas in it. Pretty much anything and everything you could want. Uh, missing a little, like, if you're into romance, uh, it's missing that. If you like Letter Kenny for the fighting, it's missing that a little bit. But it makes up for it in every other way, so you're not going to miss it. Unless you read into the Stuart Rald kiss. Right. Again, I, I keep overlooking think about Gail for sure banging coach afterwards. Or, oh, I was going to uh, say uncle. Or uncle. Even though uncle it's Vince. not her uncle. And Bonnie, yeah, to the memory of Uncle Eddie. Eddie. after Wayne. Eddie. There's a lot of love going on here, Chris. There is yeah. a lot of love. There's some, there's there some building. Foot in, foot in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you get engaged and you forget all about the romance. Uh, it's okay, good buddy. <laughs> no, we got we got lots of romance. We we went out this weekend. It was exciting. We went grocery shopping today. <gasps> We're doing all the kinds of cool things. Oh my god, can you even say that on on radio these days? <laughs> I know. That is <laughs> spicy, Chris. <laughs> 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 Woo. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Letter Kenny. But Holly and Scarlett, do you want to tell people a little about your podcast and where they can find you? Yeah, we're Netflix's podcast. We're on pretty much all the podcast streaming services. Um, right now, I have to finish uploading all of our Bridgerton episodes. <laughs> uh, it came out on Christmas Day, so it counts. Um, but we've got a lot of fun other episodes. And yeah, we both... Oh, I do stand-up comedy. I'll be in Houston performing on the 28th at the Rec Room. It's a really cool Asian show because I'm Asian and I got asked to do it and I'm funny. Uh, and 
Can confirm. <laughs> you can find me at Holly Poop on all social media. I've not been live performing lately because I've been applying for college and getting scholarships for college and writing things to get into college. So <laughs> catch me in four years. I'm <laughs> no longer in college. <laughs> but if you want to, you can follow me at uh, Scarlet Warrior Princess, and that's Scarlet Two T's on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much for joining us, guys. We are still planning our June episode, so if you have any ideas or people you think should, we should have on as guests, you can always let us know by sending us an email at yuletidetv at gmail.com or contacting us at yuletidetv on Twitter and Instagram. You can always rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you get it. And uh, that's the end of the episode. That's That's all we do. So... Uh, in the meantime, and everyone can participate in this too, uh, I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I am still John. And I'm Scarlett. And I'm Holly! Woo! <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're glad you're still alive. We sure are. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.